Welcome to the Living Hope Parent Gathering Podcast. The Parent Gathering is a weekly meeting of parents who are being trained for family discipleship through instruction and small group discussion. Listen now as we discuss principles for discipling your children. So guys, last week, Chad talked to y'all about um, parenting, the determined child. Some of y'all have those kiddos who are determined, achievement-minded. That was me as a child, still is me kind of as an adult, still working through that. Little recap, Chad suggested six ways to parent them. Turn labels into godly traits. Focus on encouragement and cooperation. Keep things predictable, yet flexible. Introduce new experiences, Pick your battles, affirm their high standards and active nature, but watch for perfectionism. Be thankful for strength that God is giving your child. Um, and today's equipping topic, we'll be talking about the serious child. So the unique thing about serious children is they can both be that sensitive child that Mariana talked about, but also the determined child. So they can be a mixture of both. Um, so also a lot of things Chad said last week, I recommend going back listening to that because it also applies for it. Um, you know, in my five years of being in student ministry, interacted with a lot of those more like serious children. Um, we have a lot of them in the middle school ministry. They are great. Um, you know, I get t- emails and messages all the time from parents saying things like, hey, I have this, my 12-year-old has a hard time making friends. They're a very serious child, acts mature for their age. <laughs> They like being involved in activities, but they don't connect with other children. They try to get involved, but they tend to hang back and talk to the adults. Those serious children, y'all probably know them, they're five going on 35. Um, They're concerned, articulate, they're precise. They like information, books, knowledge. They've, you know, they're acclimated to the company of adults and are pretty responsible. They aren't impulsive, they're deep thinkers mostly introverts as a student pastor they're great because they're like the kids are being where they're supposed to be where they're supposed to be at doing what they're supposed to be doing when they're supposed to be doing it and they follow the rules and that's just one of those things as a student pastor like cool one less kid going crazy right now um but and like i said serious children can both be that determined child but also that sensitive child that mariana spoke about two weeks ago um so really just four thoughts on you know how with parenting and mentoring serious you know, serious children, Um, and it's on y'all's sheet. First one is affirm to them that there's nothing wrong with them, that there's nothing wrong with being a serious child. You know, one of the things I hear a lot with serious children is, why don't you smile enough? Why don't you go play? Why don't you go do this? Let them be who they are. We're all created in the image of God. That means that at some level, their personality, who they are is reflecting their creator. And in that, speak words that inspire and encourage. And parents, do this regularly. You know, I believe many of us would be startled if we went and took an audit of the words that we said to our kids and to our family um, in, in our conversations. And use phrases like, I'm so proud of the person you're becoming. I believe in you. Press on, don't quit. You're always welcome here. The fear of messing up and failing is real in many of our children. To know that they are longed for by others can give them their assurance when they're on their own. Because part of of y'all's job as parents is to launch them. And don't give them the impression that they're inadequate. So this was, um, words stick with our children. I mean, for a lot of y'all as parents, you still remember those words your parents said to you when y'all were younger. 
um, at our fall retreat with middle schoolers, we did a prayer experience. And one of the um, stations in the prayer experience, we were talking about how Jesus was the man of sorrow. So they wrote down words, painful words on one side of a butcher paper, like against the wall and words that heal and verses that heal on the other side. Um, not surprising, the painful side had a lot more on it than the, than the healing words. And I was looking back through pictures um, and on the painful side, middle school, middle schoolers wrote things like, my dad said I'm always a disappointment. You should just die already. Crusty, you're a dishwasher. I have no clue what crusty or dishwasher means. Been searching for that on like, all, trying to figure out that out. So if you know what those things mean, tell me. I'm behind on the lingo. Or like this one, my mom said I'm an old soul in a teenager's body. The painful side was a lot more fuller than the, than the healing words. We remember, your kids remember those painful words more than healing words. They often say for every negative thing, we, like criticism, that we need 10 encouragements. But speak life to your kids. Serious kids often don't get the accolades from their peers and aren't typically those fun-loving risk takers. And as adult we, adults, we have to be careful not to overlook them. They often thrive academically and one-on-one, -on -one, so acknowledge their skills and respect them instead of dismissing them. And then the second thing that's on y'all's sheet is give rationales for rules and expectations. Um, so while they may dislike making waves behaviorally, they also want to know their they want to know what, that their actions and what they're being told to do makes sense. So a lot of times with serious kids, just saying, because I told you so, may not work with them. They want to know the why, they want to know the how, the what, the who, the when, the where of everything. Um, and disconnection occurs when serious children don't receive the kind of you know, answers behind that, or is that they feel they're being ignored and disagreed. Now, please hear me. They're, um, there are def expect pushback because sometimes you will just have to tell them, yes, this is the rule. There's not like five whys behind this. Um, even like at our fall retreat, there were kids who were like, why can't I switch rooms with my, and be in this other room with these other people? And it was like, well, there's like three whys behind that and none of that is, you don't need to know that just for certain safety reasons. Um, but you know, these kids are very lawyer-like in their reasoning abilities. So you probably are like, yep, I have one of those kids who it's like having a miniature lawyer in the house. They already have their like prosecution and opening statement ready when we get in the car. Um, and then the next thing would just be provide them space and time to process things. So serious kids are often internal processors. They may need time alone to actually think through things. Um, and as adults, that means we can't be afraid of silence or our kid going, the kid going to the room by themselves. Um, it may take them a couple of minutes to articulate what they're thinking. They aren't ignoring you or the question you are asking. They're processing it. And they are trying to, they're meticulously going over in their brain every word that they're saying. And I know we hate silence as a society. Um, and when they're processed and when they do come to you, they need someone that's an active listener, that's focused on them, that's listening, asking really good questions. That these kids, they have a lot of things they want to share and talk about. One thing that um, with, these, with more serious kids I've recommended to parents before, done it even with students, is telling them, hey, I would love to talk to you about that. How about we talk about that tonight after dinner? So you're giving them a time to talk about it and also giving them that space to be able to process and think through what they actually want to say and 
and how they want to say it. And it also sets a time, but also honor that. If you're going to say that, honor that time, you know, protect it, don't blow it off. But um, even at fall retreat, we did this. We had a student who came up to me. Um, I told him, hey, I have so many. Um, I was like, hey, I know you have so many ideas and full of questions about God. I really want to like talk with you. I look forward to talking. How about after we finish up after small group, I got 25 minutes for us to talk. So we can do that and we can, you can ask me all your questions and you can show me everything you want to. Um, ended up showing me, I was like, I just want to see your notes. So he ended up showing me a notes full of artwork. If I would have just looked at it, it would have looked like, you know, he made um, artwork of his notes from the lesson. And then I was like, well, tell me about that. And because I had given him time and space to think through it, he was able to explain it all. And it was, I was like, that came out of a seventh grader? But it was beautiful. And he was totally contextualizing it. Um, serious kids normally thrive with structure and knowing the agenda. You know, they also have particular topics and hobbies and interests that's currently fascinating them. You know, and sometimes you do just gotta pull up your iPhone and Google search what they wanna talk about so you at least know a couple of things about it. Um, and then the next thing, it's kind of a simpler one, establish boundaries with them. So work to establish authoritative boundaries with your children without embarrassing them. Um, again, the social experience of serious school-age kids isn't overly affirming. Serious kids pick up on the fact that they aren't like mainstream in the kid world. That the determined child, you know, from last week is focused. It's going after. It's killing it academically, socially, interpersonally. The serious child wants to connect with people more over knowledge and intensity rather than they do small talk or fun or games. And sometimes they tend to be less popular in their friend group. You know, in this sense, I caution parents from like putting a child in their place in front of their friends because that's just a shame shower for them. Um, instead, give them leeway to talk or explain things they're passionate about and set time limits. Encourage them to ask questions of other people. Um, gently prompt them to shift topics if they become long-winded or bore. Have a cue. This is also a marriage tip too also. Have a cue if you, if you're, um, so for example, when Shelby and I are on double dates, sometimes people, since they know I'm a minister, ask questions about God, and I can talk for hours about things about Jesus. And she has a cue, like sometimes I'll get into like talking about the nuance of a Greek word. No one cares about the nuances in the past, <laughs> present participles of, of Greek words, right? No one really cares about that. So Shelby has this cue where she'll just tap me twice on the arm. And it's just a cue of like, hey, you're boring the heck out of them. We need friends, shut up. Um, but have a cue, something that prompts, whether that's a nod, a verbal cue, a physical cue, that shifts, that, a prompt that shifts topics if they're becoming long-winded or a bore. Um, having a serious child, y'all, is, is an intellectual adventure. They turn out often to be your engineers, your scientists, your philosophers, your lawyers, um, you know, they're usually quite smart. And while social um, and interpersonal dynamics can present a challenge, when their temperaments are understood and gently challenged, their opportunities are vast as their imaginations. And lastly, as we kind of finish up, and I got to run down the middle school ministry because I've gotten two messages already. Um, <laughs> I've said this, and I said this last time I was here, I'll probably say it a lot up here. Um, three basic things to remember if your kiddos Listen, learn, and relate. Listen to what they're saying, but also listen to what they're not saying. Learn about them. 
learn about their friends, learn about what they're passionate about, and lastly, relate to them. Ask really good questions, open-ended questions. Show that you care. So I'm going to pray for us really quick, and you guys will be dismissed to groups. So God, thank you for this morning. Thank you for these parents. Lord, I ask that you bless our time and, and as we break out into groups. Lord, um, we love you. Thank you for your son. Pray all these things in your name. Amen. Thanks for listening to the Parent Gathering Podcast. We invite you to join us at 9.30 on Sunday mornings in room 215, where we will have opportunities for discussion among other parents. For more information about Living Hope Next Gen Ministries, go to livehopeful.com.